This is the Coach's Wife Life Podcast. I'm Kristen Ergel, your host, a former TV sports reporter and fellow college football coach's wife. I'll go one-on-one with the strong women who are the backbone of college athletics and athletics of all levels. And now, Coach's Wife Life. This podcast is brought to you by Brewer of Hope. Brewer of Hope is a nonprofit that supports medically fragile children. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation, you can use Venmo at Brewer-Hope or online at BrewerofHope.org. I'm so excited to have Michelle Johnson today. Michelle is the wife of Bruce Johnson, running backs coach for the Liberty Flames. Thank you so much for being a part of all of us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Kristen. I'm excited. What a season you just had. 10-1, and finishing with a bowl victory and a top 25 ranking. How special was this past season to be a part of as a coach's wife? It was extremely special. It was pretty special, especially since we didn't know if we were going to even have a season with COVID. Um, I'm so proud of this football family. They really came together, our coaches, our players, our strength and support staff. I mean, they really... They really abided by this bubble that they created to keep each other safe. They grew stronger together as a team, and they really bought in. So it was pretty special. This was their second season um, as a staff at Liberty, but also their second season at competing at the FBS level. So it's just it's watching their hard work, the success of their hard work at the end of the season was pretty. It was pretty special. Mm. Did you get to go to some of the games? Um, no, well, you know, as our boys get older, they're both into, I have two that are into soccer and one that just started in soccer and with the COVID season, they had to have their games on Saturday instead of Friday and Sunday. So we ended up missing a lot of the games. I think we went to two home games out of the 11 and one away game, but we made it, we made it to those. Very good. Um, but we listened to a lot of them. I was I was at these soccer games with my earbuds in. Right. My boys were looking back at me, going, "What you know?" Asking, "What's the score?" So we were we were cheering them on, but just from afar. And that's yeah. just the way life is. That you is know? the just life. Go with the punches. I mean, it truly is the life of a coach's wife because you wouldn't realize that sometimes we have to do things for the family because you're the only parent there. That at that day that can get your child there yeah. and make sure that they know that they're loved on and, and that they are worth it and appreciated. So did you see yourself in this life, the life of a coach's wife? Oh my goodness. No. In fact, when I first met Bruce, I knew he was a football player, but I knew he wanted to go into education. And at the time I was in a graduate program trying to find out what I wanted to do and co- I think when he decided to go into coaching, it kind of threw our life into a, oh, we got to get real. Cause it was right around the time when he, we, he had explained to me, we would be not living at home. We would have to, you know, we would move wherever the job took us. And we never really even talked about marriage and then he proposed. And so it became real life when we made mm-hmm. that decision, when we made that leap into the college world. Wow. So where is home? Where did you grow up? Home for me is, I consider still Monterey, California. My family's from there. My grandmothers are there. Um, and, or my, you know, so my main families are there and we, when we go home for the summer, 
it's Monterey, California for me. Um, Bruce is from Phoenix, Arizona. So we out West is where we are, but we've, we haven't coached out there. We've been out in the South in the Midwest and out East since we, since 2001, but we know where home is for us. Absolutely. So how did you meet Bruce Johnson? My sophomore year of college at the university of Arizona, um, I was a, um, exercise sports science major and was an athletic trainer, but never for football. And I was always in the building, you know, the sports building, either for classes or, you know, my student internship and ran into him and probably tried to avoid him. I tried to <laughs> like, just, I went there and tried to get back out. It was one of those things, but you know, that's where we met. Wow. And that was been quite a few years ago, right? It was, it's been, um, so we've been through a lot. We tell our boys, we take our boys back and it's so it's the campus looks totally different. The area looks totally different, but it, it means something to us that we have somewhere to go back and show them that this is where, you know, this is, we met in college. That's awesome. Now, college sweethearts. You and coach Johnson have worked your way up. Talk me through the coaching stops and the kids. Oh, wow. Okay. So like I said, when he first told us that told me that he was going to get, um, he was going into college football. I said, Oh my gosh, how long, how far are we you going to take us? Um, so we started off in San Diego and I thought, okay, this isn't bad. And <laughs> then we got married and we moved to the South and we've been, we were in the South for a while. So we started off in HBCU. So we were at Air, um, Alabama State, Jackson State, in Arkansas Pine Bluff. And I had my boys, one at ASU, one in Montgomery, one in Jackson, and one in Pine Bluff. And then right after I had Aiden, our eight-year-old, we moved, um, we got a job in Ole Miss. And we were there for several seasons. We spent one season in Indiana, IU. Um, with the Hoosiers. And then we came to Liberty two years ago. So now, it's been some stops. Yes, for sure. You're a registered nurse. Is that right? I am. Okay. So do you still work right now? I do. I, um, you know, I worked in the hospital for 14 years. I was in, I was working in the hospital and it got, you know, working as a nurse, you go to different hospitals and all hospitals need nurses. Um, I'm a cath lab and ER nurse. Wow. But when we moved to Indiana, um, my kids are older. So I was starting to look for either, you know, I was trying to find something, a part-time job or something that was easier for me to be, to be more present, mm -hmm. I think, for my boys. Um, I wanted to be able to take them to school. Um, I wanted to be able to take them to all their practices because now they're all doing club sports as well as school sports. And I wanted to attend, I wanted to be able to attend the classroom parties and the field trips and stuff. So I actually found that job working from home. So ever for the last, when we moved from Indiana to Liberty, I was able to just pick up my computer and set it back up and continue working. Oh, so wow. it's been, it's been a blessing. The life of an RN, I mean, it's, that's God for you. You, I mean, we, the struggle that we had, it set me up for this job that now I can do from home set me up with the knowledge that I'm able to do this job from home. That's incredible. Now there's been a lot of people that are currently 
where you have been in terms of being an RN. You had long hours working at a hospital. They're 12 hour shifts, but that's not commute and shift change and all the things that go on in between that. And how do you go into a brand new town? And obviously you've got to work, you know, who's millionaires, right? So you got to go in there and you got to work and right. you have children. How do you, what's been key for you in finding a job into each town, but also childcare right away? You know, we've been blessed that we have either childcare for us was, I felt like when they were younger, it was not an option. So what we did was we, it's, it was a struggle. We went for many years with me working night shifts mm. and, you know, taking a couple of hours where we had either a babysitter or friends. We had an army of friends that were willing to help us to take the kids for a couple of hours until Bruce got home and they, he would take them, he would fall asleep with them. And then whether we had mother morning out programs or I would just take care of them. My shift would get me off at three o'clock. It gave me a couple of hours of sleep. And then I would take naps with them. I'm that mom that when my child slept, I slept. Mm. And so it, it just worked out for us. It was a struggle. I don't know how we survived it, but we did. And three times. Three times. I know you lost me at working the night shift for that many. I made it like not even a year. I was a morning show anchor um, in Texas for the ABC affiliate. And they had me do morning show and I had to go in at 11 PM and write the show. And then I get done. I'm just, a, I'm like, I haven't slept yet. Like, <laughs> I don't know how you do I mean, night shift. That, that's crazy. Awesome. But oh, wow. Too much respect like was, for you. Like, how do you do that? I know it was 10 years what? and it was, yeah, it was 10 years of my life. And then and, and then we went to, and then when I moved to the cath lab, I had to be on call. So that's why I, like this job from home has been such a blessing. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's not, it's a tough job. I mean, it's a leadership job, but I am, it's been a blessing. I can take off. I can be, a, I feel like I'm a mom again. Like mm-hmm. it's not, I don't feel like I'm, my kids are being raised by others where I'm running to meet the babysitter at practice, just so I can watch them practice mm-hmm. or even at games running, you know, racing just to get to the game. So it's been, we, but we've been, we've been blessed with great friends at stops that are willing to help us, you know, take our kids to places and be there for our kids. Wow. So that's the true meaning of a football family. I it think is. when you, you think- have people that understand your situation, they're like, I'm a help. I can help. Wow. And you got that on your football staffs you're a part of and maybe some neighbors or fellow moms on oh, teams, yeah. all that. The small towns feel too. Oxford was a great town to raise our kids. And they had, you know, we developed quick friendships. And, um, you know, we were all came in as a staff together. So we all were willing, you know, they were all willing to help us out. So um, it's been I will say it's a blessing, Indiana as well. Like we have friends there when we got there to that staff that were already friends and they were able to, you know, it's just a, it's been a, it's been a ride. 
Mm. So let's talk game day questions for you. All right, Lo, what does a home game look like for you? I know you have to take some to uh, games and stuff like that, but when you go, are you one of those that get to the stadium really early or in the nick of time? What's your protocol? Yeah, well, so pre-COVID, we usually get there one to two hours before the game. And, you know, pre-COVID, we used to have, if we had recruits in and their families, um, we would go there so we can meet them and um, kind of I would do a tour, whatever tour he was doing with the family. I would go tailgating is huge. My boys love it. Um, so that's huge. But the game day, now that they're older, they love game day prep with the players. So they do that. And I'm just kind of I'm the chaperone. I just show up whenever, you know, when they say, OK, mom, can you bring us here at this time so we can go and hang out with dad and the players? Sure. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do it. Now, do y'all get to travel to the away games? We do um, when time, al- when, you know, when it allows. So we, we go and we'll travel, bef- you know, and either stay the night or we'll go the day of. And so when opportunity allows us to, uh, absolutely. Like when it's open schedule for us, when they don't have something planned, absolutely. We try to make it to as many games as we can. If our weekend is open and we can go, we'll go. We'll we'll make it to the game. I love away games. I think sometimes there's so much fun. Just, I don't know. It's just a different feel. I love to see other people's stadiums. I think it's pretty neat. Oh, yeah. My kids love it. Mm-hmm. My I have an older son who fell in love with Ohio State. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, really? He's like, yeah. He loves, he loves going. They like to... Mark it off. They, I think the one stadium that we, we never thought, we didn't realize that we never brought them to was Alabama. Oh, wow. University of Alabama. We never brought them to that stadium. Even though we played there how many times? Right. Just, it's the opportunity never. It was either a wives trip or we had soccer. Oh, so it was, wow. It's crazy, but yeah. they love, they love an away game. They love yeah. being able to stay with their dad in a hotel and with the players. So, you know, we have fun days, we have hard days. What do you think has been the toughest adversity that you have faced? And what did you rely on to get through these moments? Oh, my goodness. I guess our faith. Our faith would be the biggest thing, you know, and you never realize it, that that's the strongest part of you until you really need it. Mm-hmm. When we were out of a job, it was probably our toughest adversity that we've had to face as when, as you know, in this coaching world. Um, it kind of puts fear into you Mm -hmm. and it's so easy to lose your faith when you have, you know, when you have that fear of the unknown, um, we pray, we pray a lot. We pray a lot through adversity. We pray together as a family and as a couple, um, we communicated and I mean, you, you, you've got to learn to trust, trust God's plan. He's got a plan for us. This is all part of his plan. We will learn from this adversity. We'll grow together. So that's the biggest thing, I think. So how has it changed you to walk through those times together when you didn't know what to expect? You didn't know what was next. You didn't, couldn't see that next job right in front of you. I think it allows us to grow stronger as a family. It unites us. Like we... We're a pretty supportive family where when we see somebody down, we'll go and, you know, we pep each other up. So growth, growth as a family, I think. Now, this is your what year of being a coach's wife? How many years have you been a coach's wife? 
20th year. 20th, 20th year. Okay. So if you could go back and give yourself some advice for that first year, what would you tell yourself for that first year coach's wife? Oh my gosh. This is such a blessed life, really. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to, as a family unit, you got to work together as a team. I I will tell them that when they tell you that they have gone through anxiety attacks or they, you know, they've had breakdowns, who hasn't? You got to learn to support each other as a family. You got to learn to communicate. That's the big thing. And it's rely on each other. Not only is your small family unit, but when you can, and if the staff is right as the football family. Mm-hmm. You know, realize, uh, I think the big thing is realizing that your husband's job sometimes is 24-7, seven days a week. You know, to get mad at him because he's constantly on the phone, realize that that's part of his job. Mm -hmm. Recruiting, being on his phone, that's part of his job. And, you know, just cherish those little moments that you do have, those off-season moments. You know, even if it's three weeks in the summer, those three weeks in the summer, <laughs> even if it's not in the same time or that one week or a couple days after a bowl game or that one week or weekend after signing day in February, just cherish that time, make plans, whether it's just sitting at home, just make sure you're together doing it. That's I true. think that's the biggest thing. I think you brought up a really good point there. Just to in the cherish fact this that, life. Yeah, just to cherish it and not be bitter about things or that they are. I mean, they are on their phones all the time with recruiting or they're, they're right. tracking recruits to figure out what their recruits are into, you know? And uh, right. you're just, you could get a little bit like, hello, you know? But it's the time yeah. that, hey, they're sitting there. They're, they're trying to be a part of it. There's some things that have popped up they're trying to take care of. But to just, you know, be grateful for those moments? Is there some things that you think that you've done or tried to do um, that has contributed to the success that your family has had, that he's had on the field coaching? I mean, I think the biggest thing is helping to create this balance. You know, there has to be a balance between his work life, my work life, the kids' schedule, and us being able to spend time together as a family. Um, I don't want the boys to see their dad's career and having us relocate all the time as a bad thing. I want them to always be proud of what he does and to take advantage of every place that we get a chance to move to. Um, I want to provide an environment where everybody thrives at what they want to do. So if the boys want to play a sport, I want to make sure that they're able to. I want to make sure that you know, they know that if they have their games on Saturday, we're going to make it to that game on Saturday. And we'll go and we'll follow daddy after. But um, we all have a role and I want them to to see, you know, that all of our roles are important. I want them to know that, see their dad impact their players, his players' lives. And I want the boys to be able to do the same for those players as well. Mm, that's a great perspective. So finding that balance. Mm-hmm. Are there some things that you've been able to tell your children that have really worked in terms of, Hey, we're moving again. We're going to blank. Um, I'm sure they're at the ages where it's like, Oh, I mean, are they excited every time? Or they're like, okay, here we go. I mean, is it harder when the kids get older or they just, they're so used to it? Oh yeah. I think it's definitely harder. Um, 
I think is, you know, I will not say again, because I grew up as a military brat moving around a lot when I was their age. I will not say again, I've been there because they look at me and they're like, it's not the same. And it is, but it's not for them. In their eyes, this is hard. But I think in the long run, they are really, they have found excitement wherever they, I, you know, one of the things is, is with each move, I think our boys have grown closer. They've learned to rely on each other and it just builds their, their relationships. So I think um, if anything, I think they get a little excited when they, when they hear that there may be another job opportunity for their dad. Now, this business is so competitive. And, you know, if you ever go to the convention, you'll see, I don't know, a couple hundred thousand uh, <laughs> coaches and there's like three jobs open that weekend, right? So, uh, you know, has there ever been a job that you thought your husband would get and he didn't? And then he's there and he's discouraged. I mean, what do you say to him to keep him encouraged, keep him focused? Oh, my gosh. Um, God's got us. We've got to trust in his plan. He'll put us in the right, right place where we need to be. And if, in, even if we don't understand at that moment and we are angry at that moment, it will all make sense later when we realize it's all part of his ultimate plan. I mean, we are every place that we've ended up, we've been pretty happy and we've been able to find the positives and we've been able to track the lines and say, oh, this is why we didn't go there. Or when you know, he's offered a job and he ends up turning it down or they end up, he ends up not getting it. Oh, that's the reason why, maybe that's the reason why God didn't put us there. It's all about his trusting in his plan. Amen to that. So when you do land the big job or win a huge game, do y'all have traditions after those big moments? Oh, well, I think they've changed before it was him just getting a fan, you know, him, my husband just wanting a family photo on the field, but I think our big family traditions is our boys finding a way to get on that field after a game to try to celebrate with their dad. And, you know, that's the biggest thing. They want to find a way to get down there. They're, they're getting pretty savvy, you know, <laughs> now that they need field passes, you yes. know, and stuff, they get pretty savvy and they find a way to get on there and, <laughs> and help mom get on too. So it's, but they, their main goal and his goal too, as soon as they find, you know, he gets his little celebration and he comes and find my husband, you know, Bruce comes in to find us. So it's celebrating together on that field. I love it. Okay. So it's long. The seasons are hard. How do you stay connected? This is year 20 for you. So tips and tricks for us. How do you stay connected during the season? Oh my gosh. Any, any, any time we can get a date night, we we take advantage of it you know now that i've been working for home for the last um three years we've been able to do lunch together whether it's me taking you know a 30 45 minute break just to go run lunch up to him and i have it with him at his office or if he comes home and he grabs a bite and i take a break away from my computer and we can talk that is i mean just those small moments it means a lot i think you know, it's funny because the now that we have the, you know, now that we're in these cell phone ages, it's just different. It's like we are, it's like he's, um, back when we were younger and he would call all the time, he's constantly texting and, or face doing quick FaceTimes. Hey, I'm about to go to practice. Oh, I'm about to go into this meeting. I'll call you when we're done. So it's kind of like one of those, we're always in, 
he tries to stay in communication. He's good about that. Oh, I like it. So what do you enjoy doing on the staffs you've been a part of with the fellow coaches' wives? Any favorite memories or things Um, you always enjoy doing? You know, since we've, really since we've been, since 2012, I've been on staffs where we've done Bible studies together. When you do Bible studies together with other coaches' wives that are in the same situation that you are in, Um, You learn that what's said in Bible study stays in Bible study because you need an out. You need to have that faith-based out Mm -hmm. where you can apply and you can learn um, the word of God in this safe zone. And you guys can tell, everybody can share their experiences or they can share their experiences. And then we can all say, no, we've all been there. You're not, yeah, this is, this is the way, yeah, it, you know, we've all been there. It's not uncommon to, for somebody that's new in this, in this coaching world. Um, something else that this, this current staff at Liberty has done is um, the freezes have made it possible for us to be involved in angels armies. And that's been a great way to get um, involved in not only doing this with our players, getting them involved in, um, helping re- reuniting families or um, helping kids that um, families that are in trouble or adopted families or orphaned kids they um, that's been pretty phenomenal listening it allows you to, with for last year when we were able to meet in person it allowed us to get to know these kids they these players, they shared a lot, you know, this is, they wanted to help kids that were in the same situation that they found themselves in, or they got to share, you know, oh, I really want to help. We should really help these kids that are being fostered by their grandmas. Let's, let's help these families today. So that's been, that's been pretty special too. Oh, very rewarding. Oh yeah. It's been, and watching the players, watching how it affects them. That's great too. That's, that's the big thing. It is. I think when you involve your family in community service with the players, there's something very special that happens there. Um, oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, you, it's just a deepening of a relationship. You get to, you know, share and give. It's just, it's very special. It's, it's why we do this, yeah. you know, to help them. Yes. Uh, and help our own children, help ourselves, you know, reach outside of our comfort zone and our mindset and to be grateful for what we have. I mean, all of us need that perspective. So it's not only impacting those players, but it's impacting our own kids. That's Mm. like, oh, success, goal. We did it. Victory, small victories. (laughs) 100%. Okay. So do you have a coach's wife mentor? I feel like I have a lot. I just, you know, I've been very fortunate to be on some staffs with some amazing wives and um i stay in touch with a lot of them even if it if it could be a long phone conversation uh, you know one com- phone conversation through a season or just the hey we're cheering you on today um can't wait to see you beat so and so so i feel like maybe not a mentor versus some really amazing friendships. Um, I do have, I do have some wives that I consider my spiritual mentors. Um, Jill is a great spiritual mentor. And so is Tracy Allen. So they, um, I go to them for a lot of my 
when I need that spiritual pickup. So I know you talked about doing community service. What are some ways you as a family try to reach out to Coach Johnson's players? Oh, <laughs> so funny. Um, we, what's been tough with COVID is that we haven't been able to do it this year, but we always open our doors to all the players, not just our position group, but it could be the players that my husband's developed relationships with during the recruiting process. You know, when players first get move away from home, especially during the summer or mid-year, um, we forget that these are young adults and they this is their first time away from family. Mm. So we want to make sure that our players have a place to come and hang out. Or even if they want to hang out up there, our boys will go up there, make them, you know, allow them to get that family feel. They play games with our family. They come over and play basketball with our family, you know, with our boys, they play video games, just throwing the ball in the yard or the, or going to the indoor in practice facility and throwing the ball. I just, I just want to make sure that if they are feeling homesick, that they know they have a place to come. They have a place to hang out just, you know, so they have that family atmosphere still. Mm-hmm. Now, do you personally get any downtime? I mean, I'm hearing you're working from home. You're hauling three kids around. You're going to some away games. What do you enjoy doing? Oh, gosh. You know, I think now that mine are a little older, they can watch each other. When I do get a chance, I do take advantage and go and pamper myself with, you know, just, you know, this is, I feel like since they've been older, I've been able to get my nails done or get my hair done on a regular basis or just going for a facial or a massage. And, you know, you, I didn't get to do that before when the, when the kids were younger, I didn't get to do that. Um, I used to love to work out when I had that free time as well, but I'll be honest recently, my downtime, I'm like, I gotta go take a nap. (laughs) Let me just go in my room and just meditate and relax. Yes. And then I'll end up taking it out. I mean, I just, whatever I can do, I do have some downtime, but when it is, it may be short, but I do like to take advantage of whatever downtime I have. So what would you say are some of the most rewarding aspects to you about being a coach's wife? Oh my gosh, this is such a blessed life. Um, We've been able to move to parts of our nation that, you know, just moving around like the South, the Midwest, we've been able to, you know, we're out here on the East coast. Um, we like to take advantage of the areas that we're in and we like to travel. We like to take the boys to as many places that they, you know, they could see when we were at Ole Miss, we love to go to Atlanta, Birmingham, New Orleans, down to, you know, Destin, um, Santa Rosa, any Memphis, we like to take them when we were in Indiana, we, we, we took them to St. Louis, Chicago, you know, we weren't only there for a year, but we, were, we love to be able to travel and let them experience parts of the nation that, you know, some people aren't afforded to go to. So it's been fun to do that with them, let them explore. Rapid fire questions. You ready? Okay, here we go. What's the last book you have read? Oh my goodness. Oh. <laughs> Um, Michelle Obama's book. That was the last book. Coach surprises you and walks in the door with concert tickets. What would be printed on that ticket? Beyonce. 
<laughs> everyone has a few like everyone has a few things that might need replacing <laughs> around the house. Maybe it's in our closet. What's the ugliest thing you own? Oh my goodness, that's a hard one. I would say right now, I have this huge area rug in my living room that the boys are like, it's a beautiful white, you know, thick rug, and they're like, it's dirty now. Can we just replace this? So right now, I'm looking for a new area rug. <laughs> that's so bad. I'm hearing a gross rug on the Johnson's floor. I'm gonna need a <laughs> no, just constantly treading. <laughs> If you could have dinner with someone other than a family member, current or from history, who would that be? I think it would be all my old friends, all of our friends. Like okay. we, you know, talking on the phone with them is hard. So being with our old friend, all of our friends, that would be amazing. A big reunion. Yes, yeah, just a big reunion. Lots of laughs, lots of glasses of wine. It's good. That would you, be good. You get a night alone. What show would you binge watch? Oh my gosh. So we were just upstairs and we just watched the first episode of Bridgington. Okay. Have you heard no, of that show? Never it's heard on of Netflix. It. Okay. Well, I, I'm I'm sold. I don't watch a lot of TV, I'll be honest. Because even though each room in our house, I'm embarrassed to say, has a television, mostly of I don't watch it. I I, I don't want, I let the, my husband and the boys take over on the TV and I'm basically just there. <laughs> I don't want, so Bridgington was the last show that I've actually paid attention to. And I was like, oh, I like this show. <laughs> I like it. Okay. What's your go-to meal to cook? Filipino food. I'm Filipino. So I, well, I'll whip up some Filipino food really fast for them. <laughs> nice. Okay. What's your favorite Filipino meal to make? So what's in that? What's your fave? Oh, well, I mean, easy. It's adobo. But if our favorite, it would be, it would be lumpia, which is the egg rolls. And it's, and it's labor intensive. However, I mean, the, to the point where my boys want to learn it just so they can eat it. They want to learn how to make it. So just so they don't have to ask mommy to make it. Nice. I've got to have some of this. What sport can you beat Coach Johnson in? Oh, that's so funny. Um, I would say because I played softball in high school, it would be softball. But the last time we played softball, I tripped over a base and oh. he would probably argue with me. On that one. <laughs> okay. Hey, I up and I got back up. Nice. Good ending there. What's your go to road snack? Oh, um, oh, you know, those gummy bear, hair bow, hair bro gummy bears. That's, <laughs> I buy those when we go on a road trip. <laughs> so so showing my true self right here. <laughs> I like it. I like it. If you had a superpower, what would that be? Oh my goodness. You know, I just talked about this with my, with my older son. I think I would go, I would be able to see into the future. Oh, I would just see. I don't know. Don't you think that would be a little bit scary? What if you saw something? Oh man, it would be really scary. But I think like we were just talking about this because of all the, my boys are huge Marvel fans. And we talked about who has the greatest superpower. And I said, I don't know. I want to, none of them can really, you know, what about when you can see into the future? I think that there's a doctor that does that. And they're like, no, mom, that's not what, that's not a great superpower, <laughs> but that's what I was, that's what, just because of the unknown and the fear. And it would help, yes. you know, that. that yeah, 
Yeah, that's that's cool. No one has said that on this show in almost oh 70 podcasts. That's pretty good. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> what would your walk-up song oh. be? Oh, my gosh. It would have to be California Girl. Anything with California in it. California. <laughs> California. I'm, a, I'm a California girl all the way. I love it. Okay, thank you so much, Michelle, for sharing with us. This has been a blast. Oh, thanks so much, Kristen. I really enjoy talking to you. This podcast is brought to you by Brewer of Hope. Brewer of Hope is a nonprofit that supports medically fragile children. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation, you can use Venmo at Brewer-Hope or online at BrewerofHope.org. For a replay of this episode or previous episodes, visit CoachesWifeLife.org and follow us on social media at Coach's Wife Life.